Hello, listener. Thanks for tuning into the Future Foundations podcast. My name is James Patrick McHugh, and today I'm talking with Ben Byrne of Tweets and Clients. Ben Byrne likes to call himself the chief cash collector, and I'll let him explain that. So let's dive right into it. Ben, tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are in the industry and a little bit about your background. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. Uh, okay, so do you want like the super long story, the short story, like... Should I just stop? stop? Okay, right now, I'll, I'll just, let me just start with, with like what I do now. So, right, I do two things. One, I work with J.K. Molina with Tweets and Clients. We we have a like a, it's like a coaching mastermind. We help people grow like a, a coaching consulting kind of business off of Twitter. You know, and a lot of people don't even know that you can get clients from Twitter. But anyway, we kind of crack the code. And so, what I do for them is I. I was their full-time closer until like two weeks ago. Um, I coach their clients on sales, on lead gen, on personal development now, um, like mindset, and I train their sales team. Basically, I was like managing their sales team. So that's what I do for JK. And then as of like, I guess January 20, it's February 2nd right now. So like January 27th, I launched my own offer. I was just like, you know what? I should just do my own thing. Just like a non-ROI offer, helping people improve their energy and um, I mean I, I like it's a slow start I have like 400 followers but I made like 8k in like 6 days so I was like oh that's pretty cool so anyway that's what I, what I do right now let's talk about that um, transition that you made though first because before you can lead a sales team you have to become you know a qualified high ticket closer in your own right I, I would say yeah um, yeah bro what would you say were the things that you really found that were strong for your development mm. uh implement consistently so that you could get to that point where you're not just producing results, but you can teach someone else how to produce results. Reps, you know, and long and short, I like looks, I, I'll move my camera over. There's like a lot of books here. So uh, a lot of it was just like, these are like just some of my, my books. A lot of these are sales books, but more importantly, so I, I graduated from mechanical engineering and halfway through, I was like, you know what? I think I'm too dumb for engineering. <laughs> like I, I'm going to finish it because I, I want to finish this. This is like, I, you know, I just have to finish this, but I realized I want to do business and make money. And so I was like reading these books and every business book was like, you have to learn sales. And I was like, no, I was like introverted, all introverts. Right. I'm like, you're doing calculus and stuff. But then it's like, no, you have to learn sales. So I was like, that's why I got into mechanical engineering. So I wouldn't have to talk to people. I'm like, no, why, God, why? It's so anyway. Yeah, yeah, actually, one of the people I was just talking to last month said that they went and they got their engineering degree, and then they realized, ugh, I need business skills to do anything in the real world aside from research. And so yeah. it sounds like you had a similar kind of wake up, and you were like, okay, now I need to pour into these skills where I've missed for a few years. You shorted it up, and then found you had a knack for it. Is that fair? No, I did not have a knack for it. That's the funny thing. So what I read, I, like, I was very logical about it, and my roommate at the time was a car salesman, and... Um, he would I, I would, I would think like reps because I was into personal development and working out and he would come home and, um, you know, I'd talk to him and so I'd be like, how many people do you talk to in a, in a busy day? And he'd be like, I don't know, maybe 12, 10, like 20, 15, 20. So I was like, okay, well, given that, like, if I want to get better, I got to like talk to more people. Like I should probably do something where I talk to a lot of people really like a lot. I should like condense the time rather than talking to 12 a day. If I could talk to 200, I'd probably get better faster. So that's how my brain worked. So I was like, well, I, it's either door-to-door or like cold calling. 
But at this time, I was still, I was like, I still think I should go for a mechanical engineering job. So I ended up moving. So I live on the east coast of Canada in like a small town called Halifax. I ended up moving to Toronto, you know, like sure. big city. I'm like, There's no jobs in where I live. I'm moving here. I was like, I don't uh, like, I'm just going to cold call on mechanical engineering firms. I was like, Hey, do you guys need a, like an engineer? And they're like, no, we don't know. Who are you? Like nobody, like most people just email us. I was like, Hey, I just showed up at like all these places. And I was like, well, damn it. And then I seen an ad to sell solar. And it's like, Hey, you can make all this money. It's selling solar. And I was like really interested. And I was like, yes, it sounds good. So you make like $500 per sale. And I was like, yeah, sign me in. And so I started door to door and like literally, you know, they gave us no training. First of all, they're like, all right, here is your script. Like you say like, hello, like here, they gave us product training. And like, here's what we sell. Like it's like right. the solar panel. I'm like, okay, great. We did one role play and then they're like, okay, we're driving out to the field. It's like, good luck. So I was like, oh my God, wow. oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, it was like a nerve wracking. Right? I've done direct to consumer like that before, but they usually hold you back and kind of holster you for the first week or two. Yeah, yeah. Down to just throw you out there like that. That's pretty sinker. It, it literally threw us to the wolves. Yeah. And I did it for like probably four months, four or five months. But anyway, the very first door I knocked on, I was just like, oh God, oh God. I like knocked on as lightly as you could think. So it was like, it's like, please don't be home. Please don't be home. And like a tiny little Asian boy answered the door. I was like, Hey, are your uh, 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 parents home? And he just like shook his head. I was like, okay, bye. I was just like <laughs> ran away. And I sat on the curb. I was just, my heart was just like, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And like I remember, like I, I was knocking on doors for three days straight, and I finally got my first sale. And I was like, oh, like it, like I got my first one. Yes, it was like five. Like I was like, wait, I just made like five hundred bucks in theory. The thrill of the first commission. Yeah. I was like. Holy crap, I just made 500 bucks. And yeah. all I did was talk to somebody, and all I had to do was knock on these doors. And then I, I got, I remember I like, worked for that company until I got 16 sales, and I was expecting like a 45, 5K paycheck, and I got, <laughs> guess how much money I got for, for my paycheck? I guess still under four figures. Bro, I got $250 for my paycheck. And I was like, bro, like I have bills to pay, and I have no money because I was a broke student, like just coming out of you college. Like, around six, seven hours a day for weeks yeah. now. No, tw- like 12 hours a day. Yeah. Like, and I was traveling from, I was driving an hour and a half down to Toronto because I was living That's in... gas. Yeah, it was travel, it was, it was everything. I was like, oh my God, like this sucks. So I ended up doing another job. I was like, I have to quit. So I ended up doing another job. I was selling like, basically like, I was the guy knocking on doors selling like internet and like cable and stuff. And, but they actually gave really good training that I thought it was like compared to the last company, it was like way better. And it was like still horrible because I was like still knocking on doors, but eventually I got so sick of this. So I was like reading books and I read like this book, this one book, it's the most click title, like the most clickbait title of the, in the world. It's called the education millionaires. Okay. I was like the education. Millionaires. <laughs> it's like, there's like this thing called copywriting and like copywriting is where you write a sales letter and then you right. send it to a person you send it out to people and people call you cause they want to buy from you. And I was like, wait, so like, I don't have to knock on doors and they'll just come to me and I can make money. And I was like, that's really cool. And then it's like the people who get good at it can make all this money. And it was like talking about all these legends of marketing, like Dan Kennedy, um, Gary Halbert, Craig Clemens, like all these guys that are just like absolute legends right now. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm going to go like, I'm going to become the best freelance copywriter in the world. <laughs> and I just studied it from then for like the next like three years. I moved back to Halifax and I, I cold called like an agency here. I actually sent them a cold email. I was like, Hey, I'm going to be the best closer you've ever seen. I like, I've been studying all this stuff. 
and they're like, who are you? And I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm Ben Byrne, bitch. <laughs> and uh, they're like, okay, like, like I, I applied to be a salesperson, and they're like, come pitch us at Starbucks. And in the middle of the day, and I was like, okay, I had a little whiteboard, and I came, I literally just pitched them in the middle of the Starbucks, and all these people were like, what are these guys talking about? <laughs> I was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Like, I pitched like a whole funnel, and they're like, okay, that was horrible. Like, we, we don't sell like that. Because they were selling like really high ticket, like to governments and stuff, and it was like, you know, minimum $40,000 contract stuff. We're not selling like, you know, like a click funnel. It's not wow. Yeah. No, no, no. They were like, like professional. Like, both of them went to like Wharton, and like, the, the, guy, the guy and his business partner. Let me make sure I'm tracking this right so far. It sounds like you first were hooked on the idea of the uncapped commissions, unlimited earning potential. And then from there, you developed yeah. interest in the psychology of selling when you realized that like there was slightly a better way. And then from there, you found out that you could oh, cast the net in, in by doing right, copywriting, marketing put out there. Yeah. It sounds like kind of the, the path that you followed. Okay. Yeah. So I was like actually way – like my dad was in – my dad in the 90s grew he, he did door to door sales and he grew businesses and stuff so I was exposed to the world since I was like five years old yeah but anyway um, like I always thought that he was like special and I was different I was like I could never do it and so anyway I got into marketing because being more of an introvert I was like oh I can just like write a letter send this out I won't even have to talk to people and I can just like get all this money I was like this is perfect I can take what I learned from sales and then just like take my my like creative brain and like my introvert brain and I thought it was the perfect answer, and like uh, I led to doing freelance copywriting. I, I, I quit that agency because it was like hell. <laughs> it's Christmas Day, and my boss was like, "Hey, like we have deadlines." And I was in, I was like, in, like opening presents with my girlfriend at the time. I was like, "Hey, I quit because <laughs> I had a, my first freelance client was paying me fourteen dollars U.S. an hour. He was paying me thirteen dollars Canadian. So I was like, I don't need this job. I'm out of here. <laughs> and uh, from there, like I, I started doing. So I was doing freelance copywriting for about a year and a half, and I was also like selling, like recruiting <laughs> over the phone. I was like, my my parents at the time had a like a, a travel agency, and they actually trained people like just any. It was almost like a biz op, basically oh, trained cool. anyone how to get into travel. Like they trained them how to become a travel agent, how to grow a travel agent business, and then they uh, yeah, that's like a whole other thing. But I was it's recruiting like for them. They took the business model uh, that actually makes money within you know multi-level marketing, and they mm. said, "What if we took that legit and just told people what we were doing and trained to go start their own thing?" Yeah, that's because cool. like, yeah, that's like a whole other story we can go in, into. <laughs> but so I was doing that. I, eventually, I met like one of my buddies. Like, I, I met him in Ontario with my buddy Ryan. We he was like building an e-commerce thing. He's really good at Facebook ads, and I was like really good at copywriting and stuff. I've been practicing. And uh, we ended up like creating an agency together, and then I was doing all the sales for that with financial advisors of all people, and because he had a background in that in Ontario, and I was just like I was just working with anybody. I worked with like every niche under the sun, like whether it's spirituality to golf to like survivalist to like you're running the mill fitness, like everything. I was just writing for every single client I could right. get. Right. If you can wrap your head around the product, perceive its value, and then communicate it, you can write for it. Yeah, well, it's like understanding just psychology and just being able to research and kind of figure out, okay, these are the pain points and this is what the product solves and, and kind of like connecting them and say, hey, you should buy this shit. But yeah, <laughs> you know? And so basically that, so my highest, my, that kind of started my high ticket sales. Because when I was a freelancer, I remember my, my first high ticket sale was like for $4,000. And I was like, this is crazy, like $4,000. Like it was like, it was a huge amount to me at the time. But anyway, um, we started selling to these financial advisors 
which was brutal because I, I, I was like, oh, it was every time I had to talk to them, I was like, it killed a part of my soul. So it's like, man, I, I it's, it's, we're just different. <laughs> you and I are not the same, <laughs> you know what I mean? But they had a lot in common. There's like, different focuses yeah. in finance and marketing, definitely. Um, yeah. They have the same problems though. Like we need clients. We don't yeah. know how to do. Like we get referrals. So like we'll just do marketing for you. So we'll do webinars. And they're like, okay. And we started selling like we'll do like a commission deal. And then we just started charging 5K. And then mm-hmm. what if we doubled our price to 7,500? And it's like, oh, that was easy. So they're just like, yes. What if we doubled our price again to 15K? Yes. And we were running ads and we were getting like booking. I was just taking like call after call after call every single day. Can I detour you here for a second? Because we've been talking for a little bit about how high ticket is important, but there's an avenue we're not going down. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, as the closer, when you're seeking an offer to take on, yeah, yeah. Picking, up, I've seen from a couple people. I think Marcus Dunk on Twitter also has been saying things recently. Like, you want to pick a higher ticket offer, and is it mm. deeper than just wanting a better commission? And not necessarily. Okay, like. So there's two trains of thought. It's like, yeah, if you sell a higher ticket offer, you get more money. Like, for example, one of my friends in real life here, not just a Twitter person, uh, his name's Tim. He runs, uh, he's like high up in like a, this company. Basically, it's like a staffing solution, but they work like multi-million dollar deals. And so for him, he'll, he'll have 12 deals in his pipeline for an entire year. And he just closed Volkswagen. It took him like two years, him and his team, to close them. And like, yeah, it's millions of dollars a deal, like huge, huge deals. And he, I think he said he gets on top of his base for every deal that he closes, he gets like 36 grand a year split up over the year. So if you, if you actually do the numbers, like there are guys that sell like a 5k, like this is like a common misconception. Like, oh, if I sell a 20k thing, I get 2000, like, like right now I'm freezing clients is 24k, right? Okay. And I was just selling that, like, you know, racking up the numbers, but you know, it's like there are guys that do might sell like a, a five thousand dollar like offer or seventy five hundred dollar offer, and make way more than someone's selling like a fifteen to thirty five k, forty fifty k. Like there's people that sell like really big packages, and it really just depends on the volume and like there's other factors than just the price. That reminds me. There's a have you heard of a guy named who goes by Future? I mean the rapper, yeah. Yeah, okay, not the rapper. There's a, a guy out in the marketing <laughs> sphere on YouTube. Uh, he was popular three, four years ago now. Um, he mentioned something a lot that he would say, you know, the price isn't necessarily what it costs plus your set commission. Your price is how much they're willing to pay to solve their problem, which I think ties back into well, it's like the value. pain points. Well, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, well, like, you got to generate value. And I, I remember hearing that, right? When I was first getting started, I was like, what's value? Well, it's like value is like what it's worth to someone to solve their problem. And it's like, if you can solve like a hundred thousand dollar problem for someone and you only charge $10,000, that's a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So, so the example, like when I was doing fi- like financial advisors, I'd be like, okay, like how much is your average client worth? And they might say like, I don't know, let's just say like 5,000, I'll just run it. I'll, I'll just yeah. literally just do the math for them. I was like, okay, so you get about $5,000 per commission, right? And they'll go, yeah. I'm like, how many are you bringing in right now? And they'll be like, maybe like one a month or two a month, you know? Like, so you're making like 10,000 a month, five to 10,000 a month? Yeah. Is that total? No, no, no. I also have income streams and blah, blah, blah. So like, what's total? I'm like, okay. So either way, like if you were to add on at least two people per month, you would get 10,000. Is that right? And they're like, sure. Let's just say hypothetically, they're like, yes. Got it. Okay. And like, that, are you doing any marketing? 
No, just referrals. Okay, like, do you like do you believe if you had someone who's like expert in marketing who knew like how to run all these Facebook ads, how to do this, how to like attract people? How many more clients do you think you could get? So there's this principle called the client quantifies the value for you. I learned this from a guy named Eli Wild, who I worked for. I was this, he, he was the uh, Tony Robbins top sales guy, he sold okay. $100 million, and wow. I was his top sales guy. <laughs> I was his lead advisor for a little while. So um, it's like, okay, so let's say he goes, well, if I had like a really good marketing system, I don't know, maybe I can close five or 10 people. Uh, okay, let's, let's, let's just go conservative. Let's just say five people. So we go from two to five, and that's how much? Five times five, and like that's like 25K per month. That's what, you know, I'd be like, you believe that? And like, yeah, I think so. Like, okay, so made you 15k that you wouldn't have made otherwise. It's not even like that. It's like yeah. So it's like okay, gotcha. So like I, I would do quick math. So two. So you're saying if you just had an extra like three clients per month, uh, you, you yeah, it's like an extra 15k. And I, I do the instantly math. I know 15k times 12, times 12 is 180k. So you're saying if you just had this, you'd make an extra 180k. Okay. And they'd be like, yeah. Okay, and that's like, is that, you think that's like you being conservative? Like, what, what if you did double that? <laughs> you, you don't even have to go like that. You're like, what if you increase the margin on those individuals? How much more? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like, how long do these people stay with you? And they'd be like, years. They never leave. So that's like 180K per year, just, and that's just every single month I'll just stack. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And, and I guess, like, uh, can I ask a different way of, of like putting this? Like, if you don't, I mean, if you don't find a way to like bring in these extra clients, is it is it safe to say that you're actually like losing 180k that you could be that you could have had? And then they're like, oh fuck, you know, because people are more they're like more loss avert. Like we're like 80 percent more motivated by avoiding the losing negative, something, right? Yeah. Versus 20 percent, I want to gain. But like, no, no, here's what you're actually losing by not doing this. So the psychology of that is you're presenting them, do you want to miss out on 180K that you could be getting? Well, it's like, like what we do is like, we're like, you're here. Like we, I call like, well, I learned this from Cole Gordon because I work on Cole Gordon's team. He's like top of the business. He trains all the biggest companies on the sales team. And I was working for him for a year on the sales team. And he calls it, it's like, you have Hell Island where they're at right now, <laughs> just on the camera. And then you have Heaven Island, right? It's like, you're in Hell Island right now. So you're at, it's like, tell me about Hell Island. They're like, I'm at two clients per, per month. Why is that a bad thing? Well, it's like, it's just not enough. Well, why not though? Well, it's like, well, like why do you need the more money? Well, I just really want to grow. I want a bigger office. I want to like, maybe it's just like wants to beat his, all the other advisors in his office. Or it, who knows what it is, right? Everybody has different reasons, so you have to ask. Okay, gosh, and like, where do you really want to be? I want to be, you know, I want to be making like 50K per month. But why though? Well, if I was making 50K per month, and then they'll just talk and then talk and talk and talk and they'll describe their heaven island. And it's like, okay, so now we have a, a kind of like in my mind's eye, I can close my eyes and be like, okay, you're here. I know emotionally why you, you want, like I went a level deeper to kind of figure out the motivation of like what you want and like what's the why behind your problem. And, and then a level deeper is like, okay, emotionally, like why is that driving you? And then it's like, now I did the same thing for their goal. Okay, so you want to make 180K, that's going to change what for you? Oh, this and this and this and this and this. And okay, it sounds like it's pretty important. And I guess like, what have you tried? Like, what are the bridges that you've tried between them? Well, you're currently doing referrals and you're getting two per month, right? On average, so, like, have you tried, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you ever, have you ever worked with an agency? Like if I was selling agency services, I'd want to know. Well, no, why not? I hate agencies. I'm like, okay, well, that's like going to be a huge red flag. <laughs> yeah, I want to address it right now because it's a limiting belief. Well, like, what do you mean? 
You have you worked with one? So we can get into the reframing and stuff, but really, it's like let's say they say, "No, I haven't tried anything." I, I just honestly, it's just like I just like uh, uh, it's just something that's come up recently, huh? Like what what happened? Well, oh, well, like you know, like uh, suddenly they they changed our commission structures and and my lead flow cut off, and like I just need to figure something out. Oh, okay, so now we have like some t- we. I'm really like checking off three objections in like the discovery portion of the call. Mm. So the first objection is timing. Like I want them to say like, yes, I need to want, I need to do this now. So at the end of the call, they don't tell me I want to think about it. All right. Like give me like a, a month or two. Right. So the first one's time. And then the second one is like, do you have money? <laughs> you know? So it's like finances. Like if I'm selling like a, a $5,000 thing and they're like, yeah, I'm making 25 K. I'm like, okay, well, like, I probably don't have to go super deep, but if I'm selling a $5,000 thing and they're like, I make 2500 or like vice versa, if I'm selling tweets and clients, I know it's like, it's at least 2K per month. And then these guys are like, yeah, I sell, like, what do you sell? I'm like, I have a $21 per month course. I'm like, okay, your biggest objection is going to be, I know it's going to be finances because you're broke because you don't have a high ticket offer. Okay. And that circles back to theirs that in a way, you can disqualify people financially if their situation oh, well, doesn't match. No, yeah, I mean, you, get, you can get to the truth faster. It's like, oh, okay, so you're like, you're broke. Yeah, it's like, you just need money then. Like, I'm like, listen, bro, like, honestly, like, that's why I like having different offers. You have a high ticket one where you, I, like, let's just get rid of the word high ticket. You have a high value one where you really work with people. And like, we'll, everything's costing, we'll, we'll work with you one-on-one, 24F, 24-7 support, whatever. And then there's like, okay, well, like, you can't afford that. You, you, you don't have the money. <laughs> That's the real problem here, right? Yeah. Okay, well, we have like a, a, a mid-value one where it's like, yep. it's not like a course where you just like, it's like, here's some courses, like watch it. You know, we'll still give you some some customization or we'll jump on a Zoom call once in a week, whatever. Um, and that's like $300 per month, Yeah, you know, versus like 3K per month or something like that. And then, yes, yeah, it's, it's way less hands-on. You get way less support, right? Because people need accountability support. They need custom frameworks. Anyway, to get back to the, the value, client quantifies the value. Once you have their, you know, you have their Hell Island, you have their Heaven Island, you, have, you know the bridges. If they're like, well, I want, I'm thinking of doing YouTube ads and I'm thinking of doing direct mail and you're a Facebook ads guy, you have to burn the other bridges. Well, actually YouTube ads is horrible because of this and this and this, but you do that down the road once you get to your, the pitch and like, here's why you don't want to do direct mail because it's like blah, blah, blah. And here's why you don't want to do YouTube ads as a financial advisor because da, 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 da. Anyway, so the, the next part, well, it's like now that you have your goals, like you want to make, so we got them to say like, like when, when they, when you say something, it's like. It's easy for them to be like, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with you, right? So like, you could make 180k, but when they say it, they're like, it's true. So it's like, okay, so you're telling me if you even just had three more clients per month, you'd make 180k extra this year? Wow, yeah, yeah, totally. You believe that? Yep. You're not just saying that to impress me. No, no, it's I actually absolutely. Okay, it's a little bit of reverse psychology in there because you're asking them to sell you on the idea of right. their metric. I mean, sort of, yeah, pretty much. And, and then it's like, you can turn around and go, okay, well, that metric's going to create this much value for you that you correct. And, and then it's like, and then it's like, it's like a consequence question right after that. So it's like, is it is it fair to say if you don't figure this out, you're, or you're like you're leaving that on the table? Yeah, or you're like, I would either say, is this like important to you to do this now though? Well, like why? Though? Well, well, because of like, I just I really want to. I don't want to wait. Okay, that makes sense. Totally. Who wants to wait, right? But I guess I should ask, and this might be a difficult question, but. 
Yeah. Like, what's going to happen if you're in the same position this time next year, you don't do anything about this? You know, not only are you losing 180K per year extra, but like, maybe you're like, what, what would even happen with your business? Like, there's just different ways to ask a consequence question where you kind of take yeah. it away from them. And they're like, ah, they'll give you a big reason, ideally. If they give you a bad reason, it's like they don't really trust you or... So there's a lot there that we could, there's just rabbit holes that we can go down, but like the basic sales process is like problem, you know, problem, goal, solution, solution is like, what have you tried to get there? And then like consequence. And then you basically want to like tie off the objection. So it's like, make sure that we know they have money, make sure that we, we tied off that I want to do it now. We, at some point we said, why is this important to you now? Right. So in, in sales, if you're, urgency, yeah, it built in. Yeah. Yeah. So in sales, when you, when you ask like a why question, it gets them to justify, it gets them defensive or it gets them to justify themselves to you. So it's like, you want to tie off the objection. Why is this like, why now? So they tell you, and then you can bring that back up at the end of the call. Well, well just so I'm clear, like why, like, why is this important to you now though? Why not just put this off? Well, because like, like this and this and this and this, and I'm just like writing this down. Got it. Yeah. But, and then they, they say it and it's like the strongest force in human nature is like the need to be like con- congruent or consistent with what you said. You know Let what I mean? ask you, do you watch, have you ever seen those true crime where they do interrogations of people? There are like several hour videos on YouTube now. Because um, you almost sound like sales cop in a way. Because they're doing the same thing. <laughs> My same ex-girlfriend story. used to watch the true, tri- true yeah. crime, bro. I, I never really got into it now. I can't say My that. My youngest sister, she, she's uh, considering studying forensic psychology and I've seen oh. the parallels. Yeah. It's just fascinating to me because they they're doing the same thing. They're asking questions and then they sit back and let the person talk as much as they can. They sit yeah. there and do the silence and be like, well, you said you really were doing this at this point in time because you felt this way. Is that still the case? And then mm-hmm. they can follow up and build on top of it. It's yeah. My, my girlfriend right now, uh, she, she used – like she's from Italy or Albania. I'm not really sure where she's from. <laughs> but anyway, she used to work high up in the government and she was like, she's like, I train spies. <laughs> and uh, she's like – Eastern Europe. Easter, yeah, she's from like the Balkans in Italy, but she's like, I train spies, and like I, like there are ways that we like. She's like the way that they do it in the states is like it's wrong. Like they're like, so you saw the red car outside the window, right? And they're like, no, it was blue, and then it just fucks them. So it's like, what color was the car that you saw? Oh, it was actually this. So it's way more open ended. And um, anyway, it's just like a, a random little thing, but yeah, they um, catch people on stuff they miss to train them to watch for more things instead of just teaching them. Up yeah, process. yeah, there's like a lot to it, man. And then there's like, it's, it's crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, like I studied so much different stuff. We just go for hours and hours about sales. But long story short, dude, like I, after the agency, we launched a coaching offer because my partner Ryan was like, hey, he was on Twitter, like tweeting away while I was working. And he was like, hey, we're doing this thing. We're getting all these clients. We're like, does anyone want to know how we're doing it? And like 20 people were like, I do. And so he's like, okay, we're doing this. We'll do a mentorship or, or like a... We call it the Client Acquisition Immersion Program, CAPE. For $1,500, we'll teach you for like six weeks. Like, here's how to get sales, how to structure your offer, how to deliver, blah, 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 blah. And like 20 people were like, boom, sent the money. And we were like, oh crap, we just made like whatever it was. I think I had like 10 grand each in my bank account. I was like, oh, damn, that was like way easier than doing like a sales call with these annoying financial advisors. And so I was like, this is pretty cool. So we were doing both. And then we were like, I was like, okay, like I'm coaching these clients. And then I'm still doing the calls with the uh, advisors. And like, sure enough, like the, the coaching got, it was growing faster and faster and faster. And then we were kind of like getting limited with the, with the advisory. And 
and like I said, it was kind of eating away at my soul. So I was like, I hate talking to advisors. Like, I don't want to talk about insurance. I don't want to talk about literally anything, like anything related to money, like taxes, IRAs, like just please. No, like I'll, I'll, I'll shoot myself in the head if I have to like, listen to this anymore, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then we hired a mentor and he's like, well, I was like, we were, what should we do? We, we originally wanted to scale this agency to like 100K, but like we really, I really like coaching because coaching's cool. And he's like, he's like paddles versus sails, bro. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, is it, you know, is it feel like you're rowing to get, to get that momentum or is it like you got the wind at your back? Yeah. Well, like the agency feels like paddles, the coaching feels like sails. He's like, well, then we kill the agency. We're like, all right, makes sense, done, boom. And then we went hard on coaching for like three years. My partner got burnt out, my business partner, he just like took off to Ukraine. And I was like, ah, crap, now what? So I was doing all the same. Eventually, as we raised our prices from 1500 to like eventually around 5K, which is still a low ticket, I was still doing the sales. I was doing all the sales calls. And um, when he left, I was like, this is like in 2020. And like, I went through a whole bunch of like shit. Like my dad died. And like I had a bunch of like crazy, like, tr- like you know, not trauma, but like it was a rough year. And by the end of the I year, I was just like, I'm done. Yeah, and it was COVID, and I was just like, I was, I was so done of coaching and just burned out and trying to do everything myself. I was like, man, I, I, screw this. And so I just kind of like drifted around. I was just kind of like, well, what should I do now for like a few months, right? And then a guy hit me up who I knew from my old mentorship, like an old mastermind I was in. This guy named Brian Austin Miller. He's Cole Gordon's like right hand man. He's like, hey Ben, I was just, I was meditating. And I just randomly thought of you. I was like, what do you mean you're meditating? And it's funny because I was like, I was like, should I? I remember I was, I was like running out of money. <laughs> you know, this is like real shit. I was like running out of money. I was like, man, like I like was almost like praying. I was like, what should I do? I need something that's like is going to give me good money, but I don't want to do a business and I don't want to have a normal job again. And like two days later, Brian hit me up. He's like, I was meditating you, and your your name popped up. I was like, what? That's fucking crazy, man. And I, I was driving. I was just driving on a road trip, and I was like, well, like what's up? And he's like, well, like we need closers for our company. I'm working with Cole. You know what we're doing? I was like, no. He's like, we grow sales teams. We're doing this. We're doing that. And that's like, when you had just decided you ought to be investing your time in. Yeah. Looking for a means. I was like, while. I was like, God damn, like that sounds perfect. That literally sounds perfect for what I want to do right now. And then he's like, okay, well, like, let's have an interview here. Listen to these calls. And like, granted, this is August and we shot like Ryan took off in January, early January. So I, I didn't do a sales call since January. I, I launched a new program and got like three clients just enough to pay like a, a few, like a month or two of bills. But I was just like what am I going to do now? I was living off savings. And, um, and Brian hit me up. He's like, yeah. So we did a, an interview and he was like, okay, that was rusty. You're like, that was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, oh crap. And he's like, why don't you start as an appointment setter? And then we'll move you into closing. Cause like the closers make like 25 K per month. Like they're, they're like crushing. And then that's where they're, they have like a B2C offer. And then there's a B2B where they're helping them. So like the B2C is helping people get into the closing high ticket industry. And then their, their B2B is helping companies hire closers and appointment setters. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be a setter. I don't care. I'll do it. Like, give me the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I did that. They're like, yeah, after like three or four months, we'll, we'll move you into closing. I was like, sounds good. And then three or four months went by and it just never came up again. So I was like, am I ever going to become a closer? And they're like, ah, we just, we just don't need any. I was like, okay. And so I, I did that from like August all the way up until July. And like finally, they're just like, like my performance kind of kept going down. 
in the back of my because head, I was like... you were no longer invested in it because you didn't feel like their offer to you was following through. That, and it was like, I, I, either, I was like, okay, well, it, if I can't become a closer, I'd at least like to become like a team lead, like like a, a sales lead, right? And they're like, yeah, that's not going to happen either. <laughs> you know, I had one really, really, really good month in January where like, I just crushed it. I, I broke a record, like I went nuts. And um, that actually, that January month is what I based my, my current offer on. It's kind of sales training, but it's like, it's not, I'll, I'll get into that. But that month was like the seed of my current offer, which I just launched. But um, interestingly enough, I was like, okay. So finally my, my manager, Matei, he's like, he sat down with me. Like, listen, bro, I listened to your calls. You're saying all the right stuff, but it sounds like your heart's not in it. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I don't think this is the right offer for you anymore. Like, we love you. Like, you great attitude. You're super fun to have on the team, you know. It's like, just that the team is just not there. Money anymore. And yeah, yeah and that and they, they, they're like, well, yeah, they, that and they fucking just went, they, they had like one bad Apple client who was like pissed. She's like, I was promised I would make 10 K per month. She was like a, a, like a single mom bartender making two K per month. She's like, I was promised I would make 10 K per month. And she only made eight K and she's like, this is harder than they made it seem. And she got 300 clients to all refund $8,800. And so they were like, we have no money. <laughs> like they almost went under that's a drain, yeah. And that was like, that was happening like basically the month that I left. Like, I mean, they bounced back because like Cole Gordon's like just a really smart guy and like they have a really great team, but I I just kind of was like, good. like they had to go, like we have to like go bare bones. Like we were like by the numbers. Like if you're not, if you're set to close isn't like 22.5% and your show rate isn't like 82.5%, like you're out. Like no matter like how long you've been on the team. So I was like, okay, crazy. Like, because they have a crazy high performance, high standard, high, like, just a, a high performing team. Yeah. And so after that, Cole hit me up. He's like, hey, man, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry that you, you, you left. You know, listen, like, why don't you just tell people that you just quit <laughs> because of this and that? You're like, don't you have to tell people you got fired? And he's like, listen, I, I just got an offer from Alex Becker from Hyros. He's like, oh, he cool. needs someone wow. to. Yeah, he's like, he needs to, like, would you go and work for him and help him set up a setting team? And I was like, yeah, fuck, of course. I know Alex Becker since I was, like, like just getting started, 2016, right? I was like, man, Alex Becker? Of course. So I did. I've looked. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. Go for it, man. I was going to say, every time that I'm looking for a last second quick uh, micro crap micro cap crypto advice i hop on his youtube channel because I oh, yeah. he's got no no skin in the game beyond trying to understand yeah, yeah. himself you know what i mean that's true that is true my clients are paying me in crypto now i don't know what to do with it <laughs> i'm not the crypto guy but um anyway alex was like a weird guy to work it was a weird it was like the complete opposite culture of our other team where we would do sales meetings every day you know we do trainings we, we it was very much like you know, like a cohesive team. Whereas Alex was like, you never talk to me. It's like, I only, you only communicate to me via text message, like, I, uh, or a loom. Maybe you don't no calls. We don't do sales team meetings. There's like, it was very weird. I was like, this felt as like complete opposite. And I lasted like three weeks and I was like, you know, I just, this is not for me. And I just, I was like, fuck this, that. And like, they agreed to pay me like 5k and then they only paid me like half of that. So I was like, you know, what? double fuck this. I'm out of here. And then I went to work with Eli Wild who's Tony Robbins' top guy. And I, I loved Eli because when I was working on my own coaching offer, I, I bought his sales training. And like that month we hit 50K because I was just like closing everybody. It was like a freaking ninja. 
So I was like, I was like, Eli, I'm your biggest fan, bro. Like I will, I will come in and crush it. I root for Cole for a year. He's like Cole's buddy. He's like, yeah, okay, of course. And, uh, and then like that lasted for maybe like three months. And yeah, I mean, he's like, I love Eli to death. And yeah, but again, I was just like not making like a ton of money because like he was selling a really low end, like a $2,000 thing. Like, and I saw I was getting $200, which is, which is decent. But I was like, he had me like cold DMing people through his account, which is like the worst way to grow your account. Like at least like give me a phone call, bro. Like on cold team, I was calling people. So I'm here like DMing, you know, like this sucks. Like it literally sucks, bro. And that's it. And then Ryan hit me up in like November. He's like, Hey, we, uh, like, do you want to help JK set up a sales team? I was like, yes. And then like, Hey, do you want to coach our clients on sales? I was like, yes. Hey, do you want to like, Oh, our clothes were left. Do you want to like take the calls? I was like, yeah, I'll, t- I'll do anything, <laughs> you know? Because when I was working for Cole's team, I, I, it was such a high-performance environment that I, I was used to working like like a dog. Like, working, I, I was actually working for Alex Becker, Cole, or sorry, Eli and, and JK at the same time. Alex and I was Becker, Eli and JK? Yeah, I was, I was doing all three. And I was still, like, half as busy as I was on Cole's team. So I was like, yeah, give me anything. <laughs> I'll just pile on the things. I'll, I'll take all the money. And so, dude, I've basically been doing that and up until, I mean, I'm still on JK's team, but I was like, this whole time, um, I really just realized, like, I learned this whole journey, right? And I realized there was something that, that actually made me have, like, an outstanding month in that January. And I, like, reversed it. It took me a whole year to figure out what it was. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, a perfect, perfect offer. But anyway, please, ask me any questions. I've just been, like, jibber-jabbering right so... No, this is great. It, it honestly is. You've been answering a lot of my questions ahead of time. I don't know if you've seen me flipping through notes. I've got all my different stuff. I yeah, if you have no, any notes, bro. Like, okay, so uh, the first thing I'm going to cover, since you were just on JK, I'll go with some stuff from my notes from a webinar of his that I sat in on. You've covered uh, what his three components are for a uh, an Instagram bio. You've covered uh, two of the three, or a Twitter bio. You covered already what have you done. So there's your, you know, your credibility base. You've covered what are you building to a certain extent. But if you want to dig into that more, we can. And that's your kind of relatability, what you're doing now with your new venture. And then um, what you can do for others. That's kind of built in with what you're doing now. It's like your offer, offer, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, AK. I was trying to, yeah, go for it. The, the stuff that I'm, I'm teaching now, so I actually teach at a higher, like, I honestly think I like the, I, I have a metaphor for this. This is actually super important. I, I've just been making videos on this today. Like I literally came up with this metaphor today because it's so good. You know, so you look at um, you look at like Kylie Jenner. You know, she's she has a team of seven people and she made a billion dollars. And you're like, do you think she has a sales team? Do you think she's like doing like closing deals? Like no. Like well, how does she do? She has a presence. More importantly, she has a brand. She has a story that she's like she's like she you know she has like. Kylie Jenner like TV she's like keeping up with the Kardashians she, her, her brand story is based on the Kardashians which is based on OJ Simpson and all this stuff and she's turned it into so much attention that she she created a billion dollars same with Kim Kardashian and same with you know the other ones right they're all basically billionaires from their brand so if you think about it I think of it like like a, like a snake so like the head of the snake is the brand and their story and it's like your core story and it's like down as we go down the snake we go into the different parts of the business so it's like brand and then positioning and then there's like like marketing offers and then sales and then delivery and then retention 
upsells and the very tip like the last bit of the thing is like getting referrals and it's like the, the snake is kind of like eating stuff and it's like pooping up money right but most people are like I just need leads when they're like they don't have their snake doesn't have a head <laughs> you know right. they're like I need the middle part of the snake but they don't even realize there's like a front part of the snake or like or I just need to know sales but they don't realize there's this like all this stuff ahead of them like like for example like so how many guys out there are trying to like launch like a content agency or like a they want to do Absolutely. email marketing yeah. for e-com or they want to do like thousands. Facebook ads there's literally thousands of them you know what I mean yeah. and like this is like the big picture stuff which is like actually going to make people like really rich which I just figured out I'm like fuck oh my god I can't believe I didn't ever think of this before like surely I'm not the only one who thought of this like, there must be other people you can't sell your skill you have to sell Ben Byrne that's exactly right yeah. you sell so that's you. no that's exactly it you don't sell hey uh, you don't sell my shit you, I'm, I am the, I, I'm, you're selling I'm, you're buying me right yeah it's, it's a combination of two things, and I feel free to reuse this because I saw yeah. it on a random Instagram video. You know, Probably my Instagram video. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Competency is one angle of it, right? Can you do the job? Are you a high performer? But then the other angle of it is trustworthiness, and that's a combination yeah. of a lot more things than people think. It's not just um, consistency or like dedication or like will you carry out a task. That is literally it's like half the integrity of side of it. Yeah. Like, will you will you be ethical when you carry out the task? Yeah. Can you do you know when to walk away and leave money behind for your commission because it's a, a sour lead? That kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's. So I think those are the everybody wants to like every applicant tracking system is looking for high performance competencies but they're not looking for character branding integrity trust that's right inside. which are like yeah. more important <laughs> literally more important so like I actually break break it up into a few things um, literally it's like the only reason why you would want a, a brand is so you don't have to cold call people you don't have to cold email people people come to you and they already trust you right so the reason why I, I, I actually hate sales now I, I hate doing sales calls for my new offer, I haven't done one sales call. I made eight grand in like two, like four days. Congratulations. Yeah, I don't know, it's been like, a, it's been a good four days. That's not sarcastic either. Yeah, yeah no, thank you. It's incredible. No, it's, it's cool. And like, I just got started. I'm like barely like knowing what I'm doing. But like the thing is like the reason why we build the brand is for trust. And the reason why like we're, we're in like the post-trust era. That's what like Jeremy Miner always says. He's like this famous sales guy. And so he, what so Jeremy teaches, like the middle of the snake, like being an expert at sales, like you have to be so good, your, your tonality, your questions, you have to be on point. But when you have the brand, you know, like when you have no trust and no brand, you have to be like the master of sales. You have to be like a God. You have to be on point. Your energy has to be on point. You have to, your skills have to be on point. You just can't miss. You, they're looking for one little out for them to be like, no, I don't trust this guy. Fuck you. Get off the phone. Boom. Done. And when you have a brand, it's the exact opposite. They're looking for every reason. They're like looking to confirm their suspicion of why they should work with you. They're like, oh, this is, okay, this guy is the same guy he portrays himself as. Like, I trust this guy, let's do it. Do you think that this is somewhat a side effect of the increase in like standard education levels in the Western world? In what way? Like, like as everyone has achieved, and I'm saying everyone royally, you know, a general higher level of competency than they had 100 years ago. The baseline for what makes somebody being competent stand out 
has kind of instead of being raised to a higher standard, it's kind of gotten. Yeah. Well, yeah, it used to be like a lot of people now. Oh, you have your high school degree. Which, yeah, it used to be like the smart guy. It used to be like the guy that was elevated. It was a guy who just knew stuff. He like had information. And now there's Google, which is like I can get anything on Google. I can get any information on YouTube. Uh, there's like a there's an endless supply of information out there. And one of the biggest problems our clients have is like they'll do platitudes. You know, like I had to, I had to like, like almost like slap one of our clients because we keep telling him stop doing platitudes, and he's like, you so you go to his pin post and he's like, here's the eight tips to like to re, to improve your testosterone. I'm like this is a platitude. Stop doing this. And he's like, what do all you mean? Things that you see, like Instagram creator marketing, all the easy prompts. Those are too easy. Is what you're saying? I think. So the thing is, it's if like it's, if it's generic, you're not going to stand out. Well, yes, it's, the thing that makes it not generic is you. And so you don't talk about, here's, here, here's a perfect example. You know Alex Morsey? Mm-hmm. I was going, 100 million, 100 million. I used to listen to his podcast when he was kind of like underground. And I loved it. Because he was only talking about the stuff that he's done. Here's, what, here's like the things I've done to do this. And, da, da, da. and here's like, he's like, like really tactical things. I was, like, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Even though it was for gyms. And then he got really popular like I was like one of the first guys to follow him on Instagram. I, I used to like just message him on Instagram when he had like like a thousand followers. He, he would he would easily respond to me. I'm like, what's up, Alex? I'm like, man, your stuff is really good. And then he went on Twitter. I was like, hey, Twitter. Like, you got you should you guys should follow Alex Ramosi. He's like, he's a badass. And like, and then he just blew up, and now everyone knows him. And uh, the funny thing is, his content went to shit. It literally went to shit so hard, so fast because he started doing this. He was like. Here, like, I could take a book off, like, you know, Influence by Robert Cialdini. He's like, here's what I learned in Influence. Here's the one secret to, like, da-da-da-da-da. And he started... It's like he hired a ghostwriter to just give him ideas. I get what you're saying, yeah. And he's like, here's what I learned in this book. And, like, guess what? Nobody cares. That's a platitude. And so what I say, I call it an exactitude. I don't know if that's, like... <laughs> it's just the opposite. I don't know the technical term, but I, uh, I, I just call it an exactitude. So it's like, here is what I've learned using this. It's like, you weave it into a story, right? So it's like, for example, when I was on Cole Gordon's team, I learned that the number one trait that all high performers must have is called a say-do ratio. A say-do ratio is like, when you say you're going to do something, you do it. When you say you're going to go to the gym at 5 p.m., you go at 5 p.m. When you say that you're going to hit 30 sales, you hit 30 sales. If you don't have a say-do ratio and personal integrity, you don't have anything, you know? And that's the most important thing that you guys are missing. I can help you with my program. DM me right now and I'll, I'll like, let's do this together. I'll help you build this. I'll help you with your sales. Help you with boom, 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 boom. And that's like, that's how I would, that's like my content. And so the specificity there is that like part of your brand is that you're selling accountability to people. I'm like accountability out of that copy if that makes sense it's like you're selling you will hold them accountable until they can hold themselves accountable well it's like here's a specific piece of knowledge that I learned doing this like no one can argue with your experiences right so they can argue with your ideas and your opinions all day you go like I think that you should do this like here's what I learned reading this book you know I watched this video I took this course and they said this like no one cares Right. So, for example, then, when I studied under Derek Grace and his marketing uh, system, I'll say, I learned that you can create and then alleviate tension eight or nine times during the course of handling one objection. And then they'll build confidence in your ability to handle their next objection. Yeah. That I, like, that's, that's, that's not even like that. That's still like I would much rather hear like how you implemented that. 
Okay. And I would much to learn. Yeah. The so it's like what you're creeping here. Yeah. So it's like I'll, I'll give you like an example, bro. So it's like Daniel Kelly. So he's one of our clients, and he's like a he's the, the platitude guy. And shout out to Daniel. I he, he I he's he's getting off the platitudes now. Finally. And so me and him had a call because like for months he was just he's like I'm not getting any leads. So I'm like let me look at your content, bro. He's like, because he thinks it's a downstream thing. He thinks it's a sales call. He thinks it's like sending DMs. Like, like what's wrong? And I'm like, let me look at your content. Eight freaking ways to improve your everything. Every single thing is like something I could find uh, any other person say. You know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. unique about it. I don't know anything okay. about you. So the trust, the part of the brand is like, yes, we do it for trust. The reason, the way we build trust is through consistency. We, we consistently show up and we consistently, we, we don't like, we consistently show up. People can, it's almost like we have our own TV show or on Twitter. It's like we have our own, like, you know, a, a reading TV show. I don't know what you would call it, right? No, I'm with you though. Second is like, we share our story. So now that like, people know who we are. Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. Oh, that's cool. And like you don't share the nice parts here, sir. You share like the horrible parts too. The gritty parts. Like yeah, the most embarrassing stories and like the like the the war stories and like yeah, you share like the highs, but you you really share the lows because people share are like wow. My nightmare client experience and what yeah, like I worked for I worked for this one client. Yeah, it's like like I worked for the, this agency and he was literally calling me on Christmas Day. This this guy, <laughs> I won't even say his name, but he was like, "Where you got you guys got to do this?" And I was like, "Man, this guy like fuck this guy. I'm done. I'm fucking. That was my last time I wanted to work at for nine to five ever. I'm like, I'm being a freelancer now. You know what I mean? That was like the trigger moment, but like. When I'm explaining a story, it's not like I'm thinking of like the perfect uh, sequence of like, okay, well at first I'm not doing like the hero's journey. I'm just like telling my story and just telling like, like what feels true to me right now. And then I'm tying it into a pain point that they probably have. Listen, if you don't have this thing in your life, I can help with my program. Here's my call to action. DM me or apply. You click my link and apply to work with me yep. with my coaching. So go to my website, watch my webinar. You know what I mean? So it's very simple. It's like content, pain point that they have, you tie it into the content, call to action to fix it. I have a solution. Go do this right now. I'll do it with you. And you make yeah, it. And it's That's how you do it. Okay. It's antithetical in a way too to some of the the practices that people put out there that can build domain authority fast. You know, I see people that are like, "Oh, license this ebook and then sell it quick and then uh, promote." Yeah. You know, "Oh, make it a free coupling with your other offer." Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's, it's like I'm like that's that's quote brand building, but it's not actually it's not, brand no. building. No, no, no. I'll tell you what's brand. To go back to Dan and Kelly, like I was like Dan. All right, tell me about yourself, man. And I have my notebook out. I can do this in like five, 10 minutes. He's like, tell me about yourself. He's like, well, um, no, okay. So we jump on a coaching call and he's like, uh, I'm thinking of, of working with uh, like dads or something like that. Cause he sells okay. fitness, right? I'm like, why? Well, you know, they, they probably have more money. I can charge them a higher ticket. Okay, so we're like very tactical. We're like down in the weeds, right? I'm like, okay, well, let's think a bit higher up in the, the pyramid of importance here. You know, okay, so are you a dad? Well, no. Okay, what? what? This is called identity marketing or like affinity marketing. So like Russell Brunson talks about it in his story. When he started talking about how he was a wrestler, other wrestlers were like, hey, I'm a wrestler. And then they started buying stuff. And when he started talking about how he's a Christian or a Mormon or whatever, other people were like, hey, I'm a Mormon. I like that stuff. And then... And then he's like, he noticed like every time he shared bits and pieces about his story, people would come up and he would get more sales. I'm like, yeah, no shit. And so I, uh, I said, to, okay, so what are you into, Dan? Daniel? And he's like, I like 
MMA, I'm a fighter. I'm, I'm in good shape. You know, I, uh, I like guns. I just like going and shoot guns. I, I speak five languages. I, I travel the world. I used to be an investment banker. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. Um, what else? And he's like, do you have any cool stories? And he's like, yeah, you know Andrew Tate? I'm like, is that a joke? <laughs> of course I know Andrew Tate. Like, like, we've Tate. all heard of him now. If we like, yeah. yeah, he's like, I, I know Tate, and like we sparred. And I was like... That's pretty cool. He's I was like, a dope blow with that guy. I was like, you, you did what? And he was like, uh, yeah, I sparred with Tate. He called me a pussy because I never I sparred to my face, and then we got in the ring, and then we, we, went, we went at it. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so I heard a hook right there. <laughs> I heard a big idea. So it's like a your brand is now like the fighter, the fighting spirit, or like you know something like 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 the aggressive. When Andrew like, Tate calls you a pussy to your face. You level. It's like yeah. Your next tweet is like, here's what I learned about like fitness or mindset from getting punched in the face by Andrew Tate, or like yeah. by punching Andrew Tate in the face, or when Andrew what Tate called me a pussy. And we yeah, like exactly. when Andrew Tate called me a pussy, and I then like he challenged me to go fight, and then I said, "Yeah, let's fucking do it." I said, "Fuck you." Here's what I learned about being a man, and like you're not selling fitness, you're selling being like a solid man. That's what I told him. And so it's like, here's how you become a solid man through my mindset training. Here, I got my mindset is what got me into investment banking. It's what got me into top shape. It's what got me traveling the world, like learning five languages. It's what got me into like building a business, making thirty k per month. And it's, it's what got me into like networking with these top high level individuals. It's what got me into boom, 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 boom. And people buy into that shit like crazy. And then yeah, you, you build a program. You're like, what are you into, bro? Like, you're 20 years old. Why should anyone work with you? He's like, well, I'm really jacked. <laughs> okay. Like, what else? Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's something. He's like, well, I'm super based. <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool. If I'm, if I'm looking for like a, like an accountant, I'm like, or a bookkeeper, do I want to work with like, Gretchen, the like the eighty five year old woman who's like like on death's doorstep, who or like some some dweeb who's like you can't talk to him about anything. Or you want to talk to the cool guy who's like yeah, he's like yeah. Listen, I'm young, I'm smart, like I'm like on this, and I don't have a hundred thousand clients. It, like you're one of my only clients, so like I'm gonna put all my effort into you, and I'm not gonna make any mistakes. I'm like a perfectionist, and like you're not like some some of these people they have so many clients like you might like they might mess up you might get audited and then they freeze your accounts and then you're like fucked like have you thought of that no, yeah. no i haven't well shit well like I'll, I'll like make sure that never happens to you because like when you're my client like i'll give you like my full attention and like um blah 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 that's it's funny you say that. That's why I took a job as an auditor. Is specifically I want to learn more pitfalls so well, I can yeah. eliminate them. And then you just have like a, like my my programs like how to avoid getting audited. I'm an auditor. This is like what we look for. Here's exactly how two. to like. Yeah, I wouldn't even do fucking a course. Two. Like I would not even do a course. It would be a coaching program. It's like listen, I have a coaching program. It's a la carte. I was just like, here's the things I know about how to avoid getting audited, taxes, like financial literacy, like credit score. You know, big one. Cash flow mindset, asset protection tax strategy, asset protection at a healthy rate. Yeah, understanding wealth vehicles. Well, Those and then like wealth vehicles, and like do. that would be like your yeah. your high or your elite kind of like. Yep. One on one, like I would hire this guy for like two k per month to like to, to teach me that, and then to manage it, and then like you'd have a low ticket where you just talk about your life experiences, like your wisdom and stuff. You're like, hey, like this is what I learned was going through this. Like you must have went through like a lot of like emotional fucking like heartache and trauma and like i'll, I'll charge you like 2.99 to be in that and then we can talk about the bigger I'm stuff tough. I'm yeah tough. and then that. and then you have like a one-on-one consulting where it's just like it's higher ticket and you work with me one-on-one and it's like six grand six grand and then or whatever you know you just have offers 
Not this course. You do the course last. Have the tell me what to do and have the show me what you did. Like exactly. It, it's done for you, done with you, and then DIY is always the last one you do. And then just the, the blueprint. Yeah. You do the DIY. Yeah. You did DIY course. when you were famous. Most people yep, think they, they do it first, which is completely bad. Oh, okay. So you're saying I might have gone about this from the wrong angle. Completely. And you always sell oh, it first. It you always have an audience. Four years. You always have the audience and you sell it first. Yeah, it's a waste of time. You always have the audience. Get the audience first. Build the brand first. And then we're like, hey, like, can you like coach me? Or like, hey, work, how can I learn this? Like, I can coach you. Like, I don't have any money. Well, what if I made a course? Yeah, okay. Or like, you do the coaching first. And then when people ask you questions, you basically record it. And you're like, okay, now I have my, my, the modules for my course. And then you just right. make so it this prettier. this is content for you to use. By the way, obviously, I want you to have a free license for it, if I hadn't already said that. Um, like, you now have evidence of someone asking you all these individual questions. You can make content to put up and go, here's... Yeah, I'll send it to my editor. I'll send it to my editor yeah. guy. I was like, hey, cut out the parts where we, he, like, fucking, like, started asking me questions and shit. But, um, but yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm not sure where we were, but... It. That's okay. We've been all over the place. Let me ask you this. If you, um... I'm not trying to take it and turn it into a free coaching session. <laughs> feel free to bro. Like, I, like I, I'm a coach. Bro. You've seen. You've seen. Like, ask it all. Like if ask you were it, in bro. my situation, uh-huh. what's the next step you would take? Since you think I've done a lot of back end work on the front. Yeah, yeah. You're saying now I should just focus on getting reach of, of branding and then yes. say, look, you can pre order this and when it's finished, I'll deliver. Figure out what your freaking story is. Number one, bro. If you saw how bare bones my my stuff was, you'd be like, wow. Why are people buying? I'm like, my 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 strategy is like create content consistently. Do not miss on content. I have a strategy That's that works Gary for Twitter. I have a strategy that works for no. It's 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 better than Gary Vee. It's like I have a I have a strategic strategy for for both. I do these two types of posts every day on Instagram, and I do these types of stories every single day with these types of calls to action. And on Twitter, I I do the same kind of thing, but to a lesser extent. And then when people, I have a specific, like a specific strategy that when they message me, here's how I close them. And then I, I, I do calls to action like crazy. Um, you know, people reach out and I have, I just tell them my price before they ever like, they're like, well, like, how do I work with you? I'm not doing a sales call, bro. It's like, if you want to work with me one-on-one right now, it's 1500 us a month. You know, if you want to do my group where we talk about other stuff, but it's less, it's one call a week, zoom call, that's 299 a month. And if you, if you just want, if you're broke, if you're broke as hell and you just want my system for energy and getting yourself to a place where you're like, you feel good every single day. You're like, you're like, you went from like the two out of 10 version of you to like the, the 10 out of 10 version of you. If you just did that, you make more money. And like, I'll sell you that blueprint for either $50 or you can just pay what you want. Plus you'll get a free month of my whole group coaching. And like, which one do you want to do? And then like, I have a higher ticket one. It's like, Hey, I'll train your entire sales team on how to like bring them up from like, I call it three, six, like sales team, like three, six, nine. At first it was sales team six. Cause I, I thought it was like a cool, like maybe SEAL team. team six. That's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah I was like sales team six. But then I was like, I, I don't know where the three, six, nine came from. I think it was like, it reminded me of an old rap song, but I was like, I don't I'll take said three, six, nine was the secret to the universe or something. Yeah. Like well, I'm into numerology stuff too. So it's like, the, I'll turn, I'll turn your threes into sixes and I'll turn your sixes into nines. So you know what I mean? Like you're, you're really bad guys. I'll turn them into sixes, your sixes into nines. And three, six, nine actually comes from like a, look at the chakra system in the, in the yogis. Okay. So it's like, it, uh, like, it's like, anyway, I can get into that too. Cause I studied that stuff, but <laughs> let's talk about it. Yeah. Honestly, if you want to talk about it, if it's part of your brain, let's do it. 
I mean, it's not really part of my brand. I, I'm just interested in it. Like, I've been studying it for like yeah. since I was like 20. So it's like you know, it's I've like you have the third eye. Yeah, sacred geometry is yeah. different. So that's like the the idea is like crystallized. Like, the crystallized ideas of God made like yeah. reflected in the physical world. Three six nine is like you have your willpower center, which is like the, the third chakra. Six, like there, then there's the heart chakra, and then there's the third eye, and like these are like the the the, the hook points of the the astral body, which is the, the emotional body or the like the energetic body, and then you have the mental body, which is behind that. And so, really, it's like what um, I, I studied this guy named Rudolf Steiner, and I have his course. Uh, he's, he's like he's dead. Like this guy made a course about him, but he was like taught people how to like do these uh, certain meditations to align these three chakras and like it allowed he said this allows you to like have like um it opens up your organs of spiritual perception so it's like the first one is um like it's kind of pineal gland stimulation type of i mean sort of yeah it it has something to do with that kind of but it's like it's like first you constant you do observation and then you you visualize and then you concentrate and then you do some other stuff i made i made a whole thing about it on my instagram but um you know it's like Anyway, it's like, it's just some crazy stuff I'm into. <laughs> That's like another, another complete rabbit hole. No problem. Hole. Yeah, no, it's cool. You know, um, um, a- it does have, actually has like direct correlation suits and sales to and like to content, especially the, 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 the meditation for like the, the third eye center because you control the flow of thoughts and it's like, sometimes I'll just go off on tangents, but the thing is, it's like what you do is like, the fourth exercise is like, okay, I'm only going to have thoughts about this really boring thing, which is like this pen, right? Okay. And I control these thoughts, only logical thoughts about this pen for like five minutes. And you start off with the physical, like you're just describing it to a blind guy. It's like, well, it's pen. It's like this, it's this long, it's this wide, it's, it has metal, black. It's like, it says like Z grip flight. And then there's a zebra on the thing. And then it's like, okay, well, like who made it? Or like, I don't know. Like, why did they make it? And it's like, you, you right. just... You just keep asking yourself questions like that for five minutes. Eventually, you're going. It's imbalanced, you know, in that kind of thing. Well, maybe. Well, it's like, well, what is like the purpose of a pen? And you might have a really deep thought. You're like, well, like the purpose of a pen is to take something that doesn't exist in the invisible world and turn it into an idea in the physical world, like a blueprint or like an idea or a song or a book. And it's like this is like a very powerful object if you think about it. The pen is to take something, an idea like a fucking Apple iPhone, and turn it into like a trillion dollar business. You're like, God damn, like, I, I would never have thought of that. And it's just from this following this thing. But the big thing is you keep up the thoughts that aren't related to this boring pen. And, and in the course, it's like, you want it to be boring because the more boring it is, like, I have, this, like, I have like a rock here. And the more boring it is, the more energy brain power it takes to concentrate on it for five minutes. But that's like a whole other thing. <laughs> It's yeah. It's almost like how the Stoics would starve themselves of dopamine by uh, seeking solitude, even though they wanted to be around people and social. Well, yeah. So like for the same kind of purpose, but a different application. Well, yeah. Like if you look throughout time, it's like if you look throughout time, there's always been like three ways that people went on spiritual awakening. So it's like one would be like long, crazy, arduous journeys, or like crazy physical, uh, you know, discipline. The other one would be uh, solitude. And then the other one would be like, I think it's fasting. It's probably fasting. I think it's one of those three. And I, that, no, I, I might have that wrong, but it, it's, it's something like that, you know? So it's like the yogis, for example, would go and meditate in a cave for 40 years, trying to like attain enlightenment or to like, I know what you're talking you know, about. all this crazy stuff. People would go on like their pilgrimages from like Jerusalem to like, God, I don't know, like England, or like they would, 
you know, they would, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, Jesus, he's like, went into the, the desert for like 30 days and didn't eat or something like that. It's like, there's, a, there's some crazy shit if you just look, like, oh, that's what they did. <laughs> you know what I mean? I definitely think there's power in fasting um, that's like proven. <clears throat> I just well, don't know this is Scientifically, there's pro- it's like the only thing that, if you eat less and if you fast, it's the only thing scientifically proven to extend your lifespan. Hmm. Right. It's like uh, if you keep an animal at like I think it's like 80 it is 80% satiated. yeah it adds like 8 years or 8 months or something to his lifespan of a dog something yeah. like that um, it's it's or I think 80% adds 20% well dude like that might be what an interesting it's a totally random story but one of my old colleagues used to uh, rescue rescue ferrets you know little, okay. little weasel things and yeah. they'd often be very sick and like you know a ferret if you just feed it like pet food store food like pellets It'll die in like a few years, and it's it, they'll get really sick. The feral fallouts, and it's very common. And uh, and then he told me one day, he's like, "Yeah, he's like I just feed them raw meat because like that's what they eat in the wild, you know. And then they live for like two or three times as long. They live for like 10, 15 years, and then they'll be super healthy." And I was like, "Well, like, how does that affect? Like, how is what are the correlations between that and like humans? <laughs> you know what I mean?" Yeah, I, I almost wonder if it's a brain thing, like where if your brain knows that it doesn't have to worry about basic needs at all, it'll shut down some of the, the subconscious processes that fuel ambition. I don't know. That's I think it's just like like they're not meant to eat pellet, so it's just like carbs and stuff. They're meant to eat meat because that's what they eat in the water. Well, like, it's like evolution. I was looking at it. And thinking it's like from a logical standpoint, it's like that food is supposed to be engineered to provide all the nutrition your animal needs, right? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Dog food is a ferret. Yeah, so like if it's already giving them everything they need, their body doesn't have to optimize anything to survive. Yeah, I mean, that's. That's like where my brain was going on it. I don't know if that's accurate at it by any means, though. I mean, possibly. It's usually the most obvious answer. It's like, well, like, ferrets eat meat. Like, there was a fucking uh, story about. What's his name? Wesley Wesley Price or something like that. In like the he was in the forties. The zoo, Cincinnati Zoo, I think, had a bunch of lions, and they they uh, all their fur started falling out, and they were just like dying. They're like, we're feeding them meat. Like, what's going on? And he's like, they called up him, Weston A. Price, and he came and visited them. What are you feeding them? He's like, we feed them steak, T-bone steaks. We feed them all like steaks, steaks, steaks. Like 50, 50 pounds of steak a day. And he's like. You guys are idiots. Do you know anything about wildlife? Do you know anything about lions? Like, no, what do you mean? Well, the first thing they eat is the organs. And so, like, feed them the hearts, the kidneys, the liver, like, all the organs. Like, every every predator eats the organs first, and then the, the, the muscle lasts. And so they're like, oh, okay. Then they started feeding them the organs, and then all the lions put their hair back, and they were just healthy again. So that, I have, have uh, I have, instead of multivitamins, I have, like, ground-up uh, grass-fed beef organ powder it's like beef liver heart and kidney or something like that yeah and i just take them like dehydrate it and grind it up and yeah yeah it. i got like i take like six of them a day so i take this instead of multivitamins it's like 10 times better for so anyway we talked about a lot bro we talked about sales we talked about you know, yeah branding only thing i had left that i wanted to address that you didn't address and you can ignore it if you're tired of talking i never get tired of talking bro. was Fair enough. The the concept of product ladders. Um, we talked about yeah. it a little bit in the different tiers, and you sprinkled in there stuff about how sometimes you'll have a free little tack on. But do you want to address like how a product ladder works and how you implement it directly? Well, like for what kind of business? Fair enough. Um, let's talk about it 
you you weren't working on Tweet Hunter. No, not at all. No. Okay. I don't have a use case for you to apply it to unless you plan to implement it in what you're doing for coaching. Yeah, I mean, um, we kind of for coaching, like my thing, bro. Like if I if I shared my screen, um, hold on. Let me just share my freaking whole screen. Screw it. It won't let me. Oh, okay. Riverside, man. I haven't used this that much. So it's okay. It's good. It's a decent app. It's not bad, right? So, like, I have a product ladder in the sense that this. If you can see this, right? So th- yeah. this is like my sales page. I have to add logos and stuff. There's lorem ipsum down here. People are still buying though, because they trust me through my content. But um, bottom line is like I have like, hey, if you're broke, I have this thing. It's called the Balanced Energy System, and it's like I'll show you how to create energy within yourself. And it's forty nine dollars minimum, but you can pay what you want. So I have some people like, yeah, I'll pay fifty. Others like, I'll pay, I'll pay a hundred. Another person's like, I'll, I'll give you five hundred. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I have like a group coaching where it's two ninety nine a month. Um, yeah. And then there's like there's like the elite where it's like one hundred one fourteen ninety nine per month. And then like I have a three month package where it's like four k. So like you would save five hundred bucks, right? And then this one's higher ticket. It's a consulting thing for a sales team. Like hey, I'll I'll train your whole sales team and look, I'll even do two or three payments of it if you're for some reason you don't have seventy five hundred and you're running a sales team, which makes no sense. Uh, and so that is like, let me just stop this. So, yeah, I think of it like a pyramid, bro. Like, it's like, if it, it, you always want to start high ticket, I think, but you, you don't want to like, the ideal offer structure is, it's like, you want to have something for everybody, you know? So if, if the really, really, like, you have people out there that's like, they have big money, you know, like, like my mentor, he's like, I, I'll be on a sales call and I was like, how much is this? They're like 290 grand. He's like, Boom, here's my credit card. Let's do it. Run it. You know? Crazy. You know, some people are like 20K is a lot of money. And then for others, he's like 20K. Like, it's like I make like, if I had, if I made 20K in one day, I would like jump off a bridge. I, I would like, this would be my worst day ever. You know? So there's always different levels of people. And most people like they, like their biggest problem is they, they think there's like two schools of thought in the high ticket industry. One is like you only have one offer. It's like you only do like a, a high ticket thing. So it's like, Either that or you do a product ladder. Or it's like, first you start with like the tripwire, which is like a $7 thing. And then you sell like a, like a, yeah, that a, the, board, the order bomb. This is like Russell Brunson teaches and stuff. And then you sell like a, like the $200 thing. And then the high ticket is like, I don't know, maybe a, I'll give you actually a better, an actual example. I remember this guy that I, I know is copywriter. He was working for this company that helped their, their free thing was like, we'll give you a, a 60 day access to our free e-com training. All you have to do is sign up for Shopify through our affiliate link. Right. Nice. And, uh, you know, they, they got a little bit of money from that and then they would call them and, and upsell them. They had like a $5,000 thing. And then on the back end, they had a $25,000 thing, right. For like the big boys. And that company was doing $5 million a month. Big money, Chris Records company, I think it was. Um, anyway, so there's like that school thought, or it's like you just have the one high ticket, or like in mine is like, okay, like well let's have at least a few different entry points. So it's like, mm-hmm. if it's coaching, I want people to be able to buy from me like a la carte. Like one person might see my content, and go, I want to learn sales. Another one's like, I want to learn branding. 
Another one's like, oh my God, I just want to learn how to like feel good and get energy and like, how do you get in such good shape? <laughs> you know, others might want to be like, well, like how do you like, I don't know, maybe you're like a relationships guy. You have a great relationship with your girlfriend. It's like, okay, well, I want to know how you get that. You know, other people will just buy from you like what they want. And most people, the way they set up their coaching program is like, like step one is like very modular based. So it's like, I'm going to teach you my, my five step method for like, for like launching, uh, like the perfect click funnels app or like, you know, it's like, here's my five step method for like, for, uh, for whatever. And to be honest, this is still the way we kind of teach it in Tweet Hunter, which is like, here's the offer. It's like, you do this and this and this, cause it's the easiest way to do it. But really like my way is actually way easier. Cause like, I'm just, I just put, Hey, he, content, here's a problem that I solved. Here's DMs. I can help you with this. And my 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 course is like it's it's actually coaching. So it's like I just answer questions. I don't have a course, and you know like I can answer any like any problem they have. I know the answer to already because I've been doing it for so long. I solved it for myself already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no problem that they have that I haven't thought about and I haven't solved myself. And unless they're like. All right, like they're a billionaire and they're like, hey, like how do I run like a, a billion person team? And I'm like, why the fuck? No, you shouldn't be hiring me for that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's like you always solve a problem for yourself. The easiest business model, bro. Solve a problem for yourself. Pay, like get paid to solve that problem for someone else. And so for you, you're like, hey, I know financial literacy. I can help people with that. Students. You start off with students. Hey, I can do it for students. You're in, you're in massive amounts of student debt. Like, let me show you how. And it's only like, 299 bucks a month but listen I'll like help you get out of debt way faster rather than taking you 10 years or 15 years I'll show you how I did it in just two and I was like epileptic I was like I was like messed up I uh, literally couldn't drive uh, for five years yeah I remember when my, one of my old co-workers the first time I seen him had a seizure I was like I was like holy shit like what the hell's going on with him he was just like ah, I was like on the ground I was like is this guy okay and I like I, it was the first time I seen I someone had. have a seizure we didn't know I even had it until then because they. I mostly have internal ones where it's almost like a computer freeze in the brain. Right, huh? Um, That's interesting. And so, like, I don't typically. I'm not falling down convulsing. Instead, it's like a hard reset, and I take. I take a pill twice a day that's one of these big old horse pills. Yeah. To keep my brain from shorting out, basically, I have too much electric activity. Yeah. Is the sounds like me? I have a lot of electricity. A lot of electric activity as well, but it's all for my system. There but. Um, Luckily, I yeah. haven't been uh, Do you want to plug yourself on social media? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easy to find me. Ben W. Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E. It's all one word, Ben W. Byrne. I'm on Telegram. I'm, on, I'm Mostly I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Like, you can find me there. And the same, I think it's the same on, on Facebook. You know, I'm easy to find. You can follow me on Twitter and then follow me on Instagram. And chief cash collector. I'll tell you why I'm a chief cash collector. Yeah. Because this is very important. So when I launched my offer, I, like... So a lot of people have like like I said there's like some people like no I only do like my time is worth $5,000 you know I only want to take on 5k clients so they they lose so much money right and for me I'm like I'm all about energy and I feel like money is like energy you know what I mean so like I'm in I am like I'll collect any cash like today I drove and sold like a bread maker that was just left in my apartment for like 100 bucks <laughs> like I had nothing to do this afternoon so I'm gonna go sell this for 100 bucks on Saturday, I, I signed up a client for 2K per month, uh, personally, and then I, I, I had a sale for tweets, tweets and clients, which is like 24K or, or whatever. And then I had a woman who was like, hey, I want to come buy this blanket. So my girlfriend's like, 
put all my a whole bunch of my stuff that I just don't want anymore on Facebook Marketplace. And she's like, hey, there's a girl that wants to buy a blanket of yours for 10 bucks. And so I'm like at the gym, like rushing through my, my gym like workout. I was like, ah! I was like, fuck, I'm going to be late for this stupid woman to come buy this $10 blanket thing. But it's not the $10. It's like, I have this book on my back shelf called The Richest Man of Babylon. And it's like, listen, you, okay. you start off with the pennies. You know what I mean? Like you start off with like, like I got like a little coin here. This is like a, this is like a, it's not even a grivna. It's from Ukraine. But when I was in Ukraine, like one grivna is like twenty five. It's like it's a crazy exchange rate. So it's like one for every dollar is like twenty five grivnas. You know, I, I got a five hundred grivna. It's like twenty five bucks. But anyway, it's like you. It's like in the richest man in Babylon. They're like you start off. If you can, if you if you're good with your pennies, you'll be good with your silvers. Like if you're good with your pennies or your, your coppers, you'll be good with your silvers. You're good with your gold pieces. And then it's like, for me, I'm just like, I'll take all of it. I like, if someone's like, hey, I, I have like, I only have ten dollars in my bank account. I'm like, guess what? I got a, I got a nine dollar ninety nine dollar a nine ninety nine dollar. <laughs> I got a ten dollar coaching program. I'll help you. And like, I know I can give them so much value that they'll be like, damn, like they'll just go out and like they'll like make so much more money that they'll come back and sign up for something else. And so I don't care if it's a $10,000 sale, a $5,000 sale, I don't care if it's a $2 sale. I don't care if it's a $50 sale, I don't care if it's like a $500 sale. I take them all day long. So it's like 50 here, 100 here, 2K here, 15 here, 1250 here, you know, 24K here. And it's like sometimes they're big boys and it's like boom, 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 boom. So it's like I'm, I'm going super hard on, con on my content. I'm going, I have a, an offer structure that like pretty much anyone can do. And it just goes up and up and up. But I haven't even talked about like the crazy stuff I can do, but like there's that, and I'm just like on on the ball, and like I don't let you know the biggest thing I see is like people want to make money, but you'll text them and they'll get back to you like two days later, or like you'll email them or call them, they just won't answer. Like, bro, like you you you're literally like people are trying to give you money, and you're just like are like, oh, why am I broke? And you know, I, I remember this prospect. I was like, I was, hey, we're, do we got like I, I sent him an email the, the night before. Hey, are we good for tomorrow? No answer. Morning of. Hey, it was, hey, I just want to make sure you have the Zoom link for for three o'clock. No answer. An hour before. Hey, you still there, motherfucker? <laughs> like no answer. And like five minutes before the call, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And then of course this guy's biggest problem is like I have no urgency. He's like, I feel like all my my all my clients are saying like, like I want to think about it. I'm like. Oh, you idiot you have no urgency in yourself your biggest problem is not business it's like a reflection of an internal lack of urgency which is caused yeah. by you don't have the right discipline and the right like like you need my program basically you need to, to create energy within yourself and that will like solve the problem of you of, of all your problems <laughs> okay um I want to give you an illustration because I think it's not complete on my end. It's been spinning up, but I think you can complete it and use it for what you're doing. Yeah. If you that the 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 note taking on your end is almost like identifying what kind of waters you're in, and then from there you know which net to start with, and you start with a net yeah. with bigger holes, and then you go to finer and finer nets to catch the smaller fish. But you start with the big fish first. I mean, yeah. Do you get what I'm getting I, at there? I mean, I don't water have nets. Yeah. I mean, that's something it, like it's, it's, that's something JK would probably talk about. <laughs> but I don't let any fish like, get through. I don't care if it's a whale. I don't care if exactly. it's a minnow. Like I will catch every single fish, and I will be like, at the end of the day, I'm like, woohoo! I got like, I don't care if it's like I made a hundred dollars today. I don't care if it's like woohoo! I made like five grand today. I, I like, I'm like, it doesn't affect me because 
my day is my, my actual day is like the way I judge it by win or loss is not by money. Mm-hmm. It's like you told yourself you were going to catch 50 fish. No, no, no. Nothing to do with money. My, my day is a win or loss because my habit is like I told myself I have a bedrock habit. I get up at 5 a.m. because I used to be the guy that sleeps in all the time. And so I get up at 5 a.m. because it used to be hard. Two, because I told myself I would do it. I have a say do ratio. I learned that from Cole Gordon's scene. Yeah. So I have personal integrity and I committed to doing this forever. And then finally I made my win to be like, I don't care if I make any money today. I don't care if anything happens. As long as I get up at 5 a.m., that's my win for the day. And if I miss that, that's my – I lost the entire day. And I get that. And as soon as – like everyone has to wake up. It's a common thing unless you're dead or you don't sleep. So if you can make waking up your win, you will change your life. And it's like that's your bedrock habit. And it's like you'll like – you'll just start, start stacking wins before everyone. And you'll be – you'll so, have so much more time to just do stuff. You're not sleeping in. You're like, maybe I'll go to the gym. Maybe I'll like start cleaning up my diet. Maybe I'll like, I don't know. Maybe I'll start like saving my money. Maybe I'll like like create content. Like, you start feeling better. Your energy goes up. You're like, maybe I'll stop drinking. Maybe I'll stop smoking crack. Like whatever your like negative vices are, you'll start getting rid of those. Your energy will go do 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 do. It's like like a freaking cell phone battery. Like pretty much you'll be in like the yellow reddish, and it'll just start growing and growing and growing and growing. And then over time, you'll be like. You have energy. And when you talk to people, they're like, this guy is different. There's something about him. He's not just like a normal guy. There's like literally something about this guy. Like, I don't know what it is, but I want to work with him. Mm-hmm. And people think that they're, yeah. they're selling a service, but really they're selling themselves and their energy that they give out. And really that's so, the problem my, my course solves. It's like a non-ROI thing, but it helps people create that. When it comes to say-do ratio, because that's what I was trying to do when I was trying to figure out the quantifying number of what you were looking for, you're not looking to promise yourself results that you then have to deliver on. It's instead you're looking to promise yourself behaviors that you then have to deliver on or processes on your end. Yeah, I mean like I'm we give to, like, yeah, a, like a checklist. Separate. You know, you know, like my, my, so my girlfriend right now she makes policies for the government in, here in Canada, and she's like the way that the government works. It's like when they make a national policy, you know, like let's say that their their goal is to like do whatever. It's to like whatever the policy is for for us. Like we have a miniature version of tweeting clients, which is like here's a checklist of things you do every single day. It's like a, your blueprint. So it's like. You write this amount of tweets, you do this amount of like hand raisers, you do like offers, you do this amount of DMs. And so really it's like, let's say there's 10 items on that list. It's like you judge your day based on like, not how well you've done each one, but did I do all 10? If you've only did seven of them, you did, your day was a seven out of 10 for your business. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's inputs, not outputs. That's only inputs. Separate. That's a mistake I made when I was contracting a lot is I would promise myself outputs and say I will knock I will go door to door cold knocking until I've got ten new qualified yeah. instead of saying until I've knocked on hundred and fifty doors. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean that's that's I, what we did. I was I like, I would go for two hundred yeah. doors a day. I'm like, screw it, I'll, I'll. Uh-huh. and that or like when I was on Cole's team, I remember they're like I'm like, Cole, I need like one more set or he was like, all right, well, call 50 more people. I'm like, okay, I'll go do it. And boom, I got it. <laughs> you call 50 more people and you just got it. It's like, it's just like math. Like business is all math, man, at the end of the day. Spoken like an engineer. All right. It, no, it that literally is. is. That's how Cole grew to like 3.3 million in two years. Like they, everything's by the numbers there. Like to, to like almost to their detriment. 
because like they got rid of me and I was like their best person. <laughs> All right. Well, then, if you've got one piece of advice that you could buy my shit, not just kidding. <laughs> for listeners, aside from have a good sense of humor and and likes ain't cash. Uh, what what do you want to leave everybody with, bro? Just have one non-negotiable, and a non-negotiable means you don't negotiate with yourself on it. And so for me, it's wake up time. I wake up at five a.m. And if you have most people have no non-negotiable, like they negotiate with everything for themselves. So it's like. This year, this January is the time I'm finally going to lose 20 pounds. Oh, you know what? Today, I, I, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week or five times a week at five o'clock. Woohoo! And then, like, that's their plan. And then they're like, oh, you know what? It's actually cold today and, like, it's snowing, so I'm not going to go to the gym today. Boom, they just negotiate themselves. Oh, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. Oh, your brain's like, no, your body's like, oh, actually, let's sleep in. And you're like, okay. Boom, you just negotiate with yourself. You know what? Oh, I'm going to track my diet and like get really shredded. Oh, you know what? I want a pizza. Boom. You just negotiate with yourself. Uh, you know what? I'm going to create content every day because I know it'll move my business forward on Instagram or Twitter. And, you know, I don't feel like writing today. Boom. You just negotiate with yourself. So what you really need is to like create a habit of with one, just start with one thing. And for me, it's wake up time. I swear to God, it's like this most important thing for me. Like I, like this might, if I were to make my Ventopia words, been like my own country, like the highest, most punishable law wouldn't be murder. Like you didn't, you murder this guy. Like, no, like the, the worst offense would be like, you woke up at 501, like get out of here. Like you're excommunicated. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it might've been Tony Robbins even, um, or big Mike from like, bring it from the bottom. He used to say punctuality is like the first thing. If you can't show up on yeah. time. Nothing else is going to work out. And that seems to be the same with your waking up on time. Well, it's like... You have an infinite yeah. ability to wake up early and wait. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like... It's and you've, in, you've failed yourself to start the day if you don't. I just know what gets me in the best state. And gets the best energy in the best state is like when I follow my system. Which is like I wake up, I do a little journaling. A certain type of not gratitude journaling, but regret journaling. And then I do... You know, the first thing I do is chug water. <laughs> you know, if you really want to know how to wake up at 5 a.m., here's what you do. You, you, you take your phone, you put it in a different room when you sleep. You buy a digital alarm clock. You put it in a place where you can't, it's not in snooze distance. And so you have to get up into bed to go turn it off. And then you go and you have a, a, a dedicated glass or a bottle that's in your fridge of cold water that you only use in the morning and it's always full. You go, you chug it. And then you have a thing where, like, you, then the next thing you do is maybe you read a book, a self-development book, like a Tony Robbins book for, like, like one, like, one page of it. Just get one nugget to, like, let it plant, like, a little seed. And then the next thing you do is, like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just have a little breakfast. And then you go, boom, I'm going to go to the gym now. And then after that, you're like, hey, I feel pretty good. Like, maybe I'll, I'll shoot a video about my zone of genius, which for you might be financial literacy or credit or whatever. For me, it's, like sales, you know, opera, like sales market, offering, like all this crazy stuff or maybe like whatever it is. And then I'm in such a good mood by that point. I do, I do like gym, sauna, shoot content, I'm pumped. And then I'm like, I'll have my first coaching call or my first sales call or do a team meeting or whatever things where I need to be like high energy. And like at that point, I'm just like, I'm in flow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I'm in flow for the rest of the day series of and then I turn myself off at five. Successes. Perfect. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time, Ben. No worries. I really appreciate sitting down with you tonight. This was 
super educational for me and hopefully uh, just as much, if not more so, for the listeners. And it's my pleasure, bro.